0: Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
1: The Talk Sport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mick Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mick Delivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mick Delivery. Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman, and joining me right now is Max Cohen. This is our three keys to victory for Fulham against Leicester City. This is our preview for this upcoming match. We have a lot to get through in this episode, but before I do anything, I have to welcome back my co-host to the show. I feel like I just talked to him. Max, how are you doing?
0: (laughs) Maybe it's because you did, (laughs) but uh, I'm I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing great, Um, but listen, tomorrow night, well, maybe one of the maybe the biggest match of our season so far, Russ, because the well, way every single result has gone, you know, since that Southampton game, it seems every team around us just seems to be getting better. And without Southampton, Mark Hughes sacking, you know, it's the tide is rising, and that means we gotta keep winning, or else we're gonna be left behind. Because although you know the mood has shifted around the club, we're still bottom of the league. So these matches mean more than anything now. And as we enter that festive period. We have a great run of fixtures at home that that are very winnable, and they all start with Leicester at home tomorrow night.
1: Huge match. Looking forward to the match, my friend. Let's start with some team news from both clubs. Let's start with Fulham. Claudio Ranieri had his presser, I want to say, a few hours ago by the time we're recording this, and uh, I'm looking at the Fulham website with team news. I'm going to share this with you. There's some interesting news, and here it is directly from the article. There was good and bad news on the injury front ahead of the meeting with Ranieri's former side, Leicester City. Floyd Aite came off the bench at Stamford Bridge at the weekend, but will be absent on Wednesday. However, on a more positive front, Andre Schurler is back in contention after missing out on a Chelsea reunion. Here's a quote. Aite had a little problem with his groin and is not with us, Ranieri confirmed. Quote, coming back is Schurler, who's ready to play. Unquote. All right, my friend. There's the team news injuries. We have one player who could be featuring and one who's not. Your thoughts? The terrible luck of Florida eighteen. I know. So this guy just thats my things. first thought on it's, uh, him. I mean,
0: I just feel terrible for him. There's the one, the one chance when seems he might actually be breaking into Rainieri's plans. I mean, he played 45 minutes at Sanford Bridge, and he gets injured, and and and, and that's a real shame because. I think that that sets him out for I don't know how long, but, you know, of course, Shirley's going to probably jump in front of him uh, in in that queue, and and that's just a shame. Um, But the good news, I mean, you have Shirley back, so it's almost like for like, you know what? You both have two right-wingers, one coming out, one coming in. So we at least won't be too uh, sparsely populated in that position. So that's the good news.
1: Okay, very good there, my friend. All right, we do have some team news coming from Leicester City. This is from the article from Ryan O'Donovan from football.london. His title of the article is Fulham handed massive boost ahead of Leicester game with Jamie Vardy, unlikely to feature. And this is what Ryan wrote. I'll give you an excerpt of the article. Fulham have been handed a boost ahead of the visit of Leicester City on Wednesday night with Jamie Vardy, unlikely to feature for the Foxes, the 31 year old. Knows Claudio Ranieri well, having won the Premier League title under him at the King Power Stadium, but it looks like a groin injury could deprive him of a reunion with his former manager at Craven Cottage. Claude Puel had hinted ahead of the game that Vardy may require surgery to cure the recurrence of the injury that his striker suffered in training and the Leicester boss faces further injury problems ahead of the trip to London. Captain Wes Morgan and summer signing Johnny Evans remain doubts for the game, while Harry Maguire will definitely sit this one out as he continues his recovery from a knee injury. All right, my friend. Your thoughts on this team news? Again, this is coming from Leicester City. We'll have to see how this all plays out. I've heard reports like this before, and then the players end up playing. But just wanted to share that with you. What, what are your thoughts on that? I
0: mean, that that's great news. Now, there's no other way to put that, and then I'm delighted to hear that because, with I mean, almost reminds you of last season during our promotion push when I'd seen every single um, promotion challenger we played, they had a key player missing through injury. Yeah, and now for Leicester, it's not just one. I mean, Jamie Vardy is without a doubt, I'd say, Leicester City's best player, the best goal scorer. We all know that, England, former England international. I mean, this guy is a real threat, and he really could pose our center backs problems. Luckily for us, he won't play. Looks like an addition, you know, West Morgan, Johnny Evans this is the two center backs you started uh, the match against Wofford and both of them. Uh, you just read in our doubts. doubts. Yes. Doubt. So I don't mean they won't play, but I mean, it's definitely better than it being a hundred percent fit, nailed on to play. And Harry Maguire, one, I think one of the best center backs in England or in the Premier league, you could say is also out. So this is all great news because we're playing a team who's not at full strength. And also if we want to get victories, we need, we need some luck. And this is what we
1: we're going to get. That's a great way to look at it, Max. Again, want to stress this, you know, I, I've been down this road before when I hear these reports. We'll see if they play. But the bigger point, like you said, being doubts means that they're not 100%. And we need all the luck we can get with players not being at their best. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if they play or if they don't play. But, uh, you know, if they don't play, that's obviously really good news. If they're not 100%, that might be also the luck that Fulham need because they certainly need some, my friend. All right, let's get really into our preview of this upcoming match. Let's look at the stats comparison. I did one, Max, between Fulham and Leicester City, where they are in several categories in the league. And when I was doing this, I thought it was pretty telling. So I'm going to share this information with you. These are all offensive stats, but I think they tell you something. So let's start with goals where both teams are in the league. Leicester are currently eighth with 20. Fulham are right now 13th with 14 shots per game. Leicester are 11th with 12.1 shots. And Fulham are actually tied at 12 with 11.9 possession. Leicester City are 7th in the league max at 51.1. Fulham are 9th still at 49.3. And we know we've had a little bit of a change with the uh, manager change. Passing percentage, Leicester are 8th at 79.2, Fulham are 7th at 79.3. Crosses per game, Leicester are tied at 3rd with 21, Fulham are tied at 19th with 14. Long balls, Leicester are tied at 10th with 62, Fulham are tied at 8th with 67. Short passes, Leicester City are 8th at 387, and Fulham are 7th at 405. All right, my friend, very interesting stats. What are your thoughts about this? Because I was shocked to see, or I should say surprised, that Leicester City had become more of a team that actually has possession.
0: Yeah, and also goes to show you that we really have the attacking statistics of a mid-table team. It's just the defense that's by far yeah. the worst in the league that, that's, yep. been, that's been killing us this season, which I guess – I guess we kind of already assumed that, but this is kind of confirmation of that through statistics. Yeah, I think Cloud Puel is definitely a different manager than I think Leicester have had in the past. He does like to play a more possession-based style of play, it appears, uh, thanks to those statistics. And in addition, I mean, there's not really that much to separate. Honestly, nothing really stands out as being too different um, in, in those attacking statistics. I think one thing was surprising to me was how many shots Fulham well, take. You know, we're right up there with Leicester. And whether that's due to half of those being Andre Schurler shots, you know, we don't know, <laughs> but uh, who knows. But I, I, th- right. I think it, it shows that we probably will match up pretty evenly to them in the attacking sense. Yes. What, what we don't know
1: is how we will match up to them in the defensive situation. That's a great point because if you look at it, and I really like the way you analyze this, in many offensive categories, Fulmer's are still right there. And that tells you that we have the capability to score a lot of goals and actually be higher up the table because if you score goals, you are going to get points. So we have that capability. It's the other side of the game that has been terrible. And if they can improve that, hopefully the points will come. And I think this is actually a very good indication of that. I know it's only two matches under Ranieri, but you can also see where Fulham have been the majority of the season because it hasn't been affected a great deal just in two games. Some of these stats will go down as we go further in the season. But still, it's uh, encouraging because it just shows what Fulham are capable of offensively. All right, let's now look at Leicester City. I'm going to share strengths and weaknesses and style of play, my friend, from Leicester City and get your thoughts. Let's start with strengths. This is from whoscore.com, and I'll also give you style of play and get your thoughts. This is what this website says. Very strong counterattacks and aerial duels. Strong at coming back from losing positions, attacking down the wings, creating long shot opportunities, and protecting the lead. Style of play for Leicester City? Attempt crosses often, attempt through balls often, aggressive, and they rotate their first 11. Okay, what are your thoughts of what WhoScored.com says about strengths of Leicester and style of play?
0: So they're starting to counterattack, and I think we're going to try to counterattack against them. So that'll be an interesting situation. The home team trying to counterattack. And the away team also trying to counterattack. <laughs> um, that'll be fun to watch. And then I think the aggressiveness, that's kind of a given. I think you kind of expect this Leicester City team to be uh, yeah. made up of fighters, which, which they are. And then um, the wing play will be interesting as well because I think that is going to be a really big test of, you know, Christian, LaMarchand. How will they mar- match up against Damari Gray and Mark Albright? And the one I think I'm worried about the most is probably Damari Gray. You know, he is an absolute danger. That's going to be on our right wing, so that's going to be him matched up against Cyrus Christie. So a week after playing Eden Hazard, a couple days after playing Eden Hazard, you are going to play Damari Gray, two very dangerous wingers. I think Gray definitely has the edge in pace um, over Hazard, so that's going to be a new challenge for Christie. I'd love to see how they match up. Two very fast players. Um, So, you know, Fulham are going to have to – deal with that wing play, deal with the carry attacks. And listen, this Leicester team is no pushovers, but I think results they've shown, um, they have had some pretty poor results to date. So, this is going to be a very interesting match, because I think we're going to come into this really wanting a win, but they're not going to make it easy for us, for sure.
1: No. No, they're not, and uh, this is a a quality side, but now I'm going to share some weaknesses for you, and maybe this will give you some encouragement for this upcoming match because like you said it's a quality team but they have weaknesses to go along with their strengths and here they are this is according to whoscore.com defending against through ball attacks defending against skillful players avoiding fouling in dangerous areas i think all three of these weaknesses if whoscore.com is on point here can benefit fulham here oh yeah for sure
0: i think you know if, if we use our skill um, which we have in abundance that down the wings and in all these of attacking situations, a little trouble, especially considering kind of the, the mini injury crisis they have at the back. They're already missing Harry Maguire and, you know, Evans and Morgan are doubts. So those things are stand out for me. If we can take advantage of maybe a backup defender or two, then we can really find some joy uh, in an attacking sense.
1: Okay, excellent there, my friend. All right. You've already mentioned key player. I think you you said all and Gray. I, I agree with that. But I'm going to give you a player from last season that we saw a great deal, and that's James Madison. What are your thoughts about handling him? He's actually made the step up from North City, and I thought Fulham did a good job on him last season. So I'm curious to see what he looks like with Leicester City. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I think he scored a tremendous goal on the weekend against Watford. A really nice juggling beast of skill and a good volley finish. And you're right, he has made the step up, which I was surprised to see, because from Norwich, we handled him. I remember that away match at Cara We took Rose. him out, I
1: thought. I yeah. thought we did a very good job. Yeah. He was not influential in that game. The kind of
0: defining moment of that match for me was the ball was in the corner. I think Madison was trying to win it back from Johansson. Johansson just kicks it off him and then, you know, pumps yeah. up the away fans uh, at Norwich. So that was great. And that kind of showed to me. You know, I kind of had a conception of Madison as kind of a luxury player who was a bit weak and could be pushed off the ball and intimidated. Now, Evidently, I think that still may be true, but in the Premier League, he's shown he can make the step up. He scored a lot of tremendous goals, you know, from free kicks, long range efforts, skillful, you know, solo goals. He looks a very dangerous player, and he received, you know, that England call up um, from Southgate, you know, ahead of the likes of Sessingham. So if you want to compare two players making the step up from the championship, I think it's pretty clear to say Madison has made the bigger step up. But that being said, I think if we get in his head, if we get close to him, if Callum Chambers, I think, is a man who might be in that Inville matchup watching Madison. If you can get close to him, be aggressive, you know, show what he showed in the past couple matches, I think Chambers can keep Madison in, in his back pocket.
1: I see, I totally agree with that. I, I again maybe I'm thinking too much from last season. I think he can be intimidated. So that's why, you know, uh, again, I'm glad that we're talking about this. Couple more players I want to mention to you, Max, and get your thoughts on Ben Chilwell, very good player at uh at left back. Your thoughts on him and also Cash Schmeichel Michael in that.
0: Yeah, I think those are two solid players. I mean this Leicester lineup really is uh is, is a very good Premier League team. This is an established team. Chihuahua, you know, has has had an England, England recognition recently. We've seen how good Schmeichel can be. Of course, he you know won the league with them under Ranieri. Um but what's interesting to see is that not too many other Ranieri players I think we'll see tomorrow, right? Because right. Brighton of course, West Morgan a doubt, Schmeichel will be there. Um and Vardy's out, but you know, Damari Gray didn't really feature that much, uh, if any. And you know, they're missing, of course, the key Drinkwater, Conte. They're gone. Um, I mean, that, that back for Fuchs is on the bench now. Um,
1: a fairly different team. Fairly different team. team.
0: Yeah. Had. So, I mean, people can talk a lot about how it's an interesting um, reunion of sorts with Ranieri, but this team is not Ranieri's team at all. And I think the, the, the absence of Jamie, Jamie Vardy really cements that. We're going to see a very different lineup. Um, so, to say Ranieri knows his team is true, but to say he knows this lineup, I don't think it's, it's, it's too
1: close to the truth. Okay, my friend. Let's go right to matchups. First, I'm going to give you Fulham's attack versus Leicester's defense. Who do you give the advantage to? Well, there's still a lot of question marks, which makes this a difficult one, but I'd still give it the advantage to Fulham,
0: just because the injuries Leicester have, and I think when we play at home, I think very few people can match Alexander Mitrovic. I think if Sessegnon starts, he can build on that Southampton performance here, um, and I, I think we will have that dynamic counterattack, which we saw against Southampton, can really tear teams apart in 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 a, in a matter of seconds. And when you listed the weaknesses, defending against you know quick counterattacks, one of them I believe for Leicester, and against skillful players, and we have that in abundance. So I, I'm going to give that advantage narrowly uh, to Fulham.
1: Okay, let's flip it: Leicester City's attack versus Fulham's defense. Who do you give the advantage to? I, I think we have to give it to Leicester City. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, for answering I, that for you.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it wasn't too much of a surprise. I, I, I agree with you there because our defense has been by far the worst league this season. And you have skillful players like Brighton, Gray, all Brighton. You know, no Vardy, but I think that probably means Colletti uh, and Nacho will start, who yeah. has not had the best of times since joining from City, but I do still think he's a very dangerous player. Oh, he is.
1: So, I totally so agree We'll, we'll have our hands full. We'll have our hands full. Okay. Here's an interesting battle. Well, Who is the advantage in central midfield? It's a good one. I mean, Ndidi,
0: I rate him massively. I think he's an excellent player. And they're going to have Mendy as well, I think, alongside yes. him. But uh, it, de- it really depends, I think. Uh, if, if, if we're lining up Chambers, I, I, it looks like Anguissa is, is, is good to go. So Anguissa might be alongside Chambers. Those are, that, that's a very good matchup, which I could say almost is even. But then in, in, that, in that attacking three, um, I'd probably get that to Lester. So overall, if we're going to talk about a central midfield triangle. I'd yep. say Mendy, Ndini, and Madison probably uh, inches out either Kearney, you know, Chambers,
1: or ankisa Okay, excellent. Who has the coaching advantage?
0: Uh, it, it, it is another tough one. I think they're yeah. very even, but just because Cloud Puel knows his team a lot better than Ranieri does, I'm going to say Cloud Puel, just in terms of being with the team longer and uh, just having that increased knowledge.
1: Okay. Very good there. Good stuff there, my friend. All right. Let's now get into the section of three keys to victory. Before we get there, just want to get your thoughts on how both sides win this match. So let's start with how does Leicester city win this match?
0: I think they expose our back four. They, they, I think they go direct, honestly. They try to get in behind us, catch us in transition. We've seen force us to make mistakes, honestly. I'm mean, sorry. The, the clearest thing for them is just press us high up the pitch. Chelsea did it. We gave them the ball away. I think every team who's not given us tie that at the back has gotten success because we are so mistake prone. So if they can force us into poor mistakes in our own defensive third, that's our biggest weakness. Then they can get quick goals in the counter attack, take advantage of us out of shape and out of position, and, and get goals.
1: Let me ask you this. Do you think these mistakes, which started obviously under Savisa, are fixable? I'm asking that because it's a situation where I'm trying to project moving forward. Ranieri is a very good coach. Are these mental problems that they can overcome by the way that he is going to emphasize his philosophy? Can they stop these mental errors? Because I think a lot of these are mental errors.
0: Yeah, it's such a tough one because it really brings us back to the debate over whether Stuart Gray's departure had a big influence on how poorly Fulham were doing at the back. And the debate kind of went, you know, either the defensive coaches have a big impact because they determine a lot of how we play defensively, or these mistakes can't be fixed by coaching. There's individual mental errors. And I'm going to tend towards the individual errors. I don't know how any coaching um, can really stop somebody's just inexcusable mistakes. With, with Sarri, I think you probably could say, listen, we can coach you by saying when, the, when you receive the ball with your back-to-goal and you're in defensive third, never, ever take a touch. Know who's behind you. That can be coach. But on the flip side, a player of his quality, you know, a seasoned international who's played you know, in the Europa League, has played at the top levels of the French League, he should know that. Yeah. No coach would have to remind him of the basics of sediment field play that every single player from youth level to professional knows. So... It's such a tough one. One thing I would say is when you have a new manager, they can bring more confidence. And more confidence can sometimes cut out the mistakes and the insecurities that might lead to these poor giveaways and, and just switching off. So, so that, that's one thing. But obviously, yeah. most of these things are just kind of inexcusable. And I don't know how any coach, other than saying, I, I remember <laughs> Ryan at Donovan, that towards the end of Salisa's tenure, reported Salisa, you know, looked looked at the mistakes and just said, like what the hell almost, because there is no, there's, there's, there's no excuse for this. And that, that's kind of how I'm viewing this is what the hell.
1: Right. But what's interesting about this, cause I've been thinking about this a great deal, these mental errors, these mistakes that the players keep making. I kind of go back to when Roy Hodson was in charge and that's why that's what gives me hope that they can overcome it, that, that they are fixable. That when you have someone that instills confidence discipline, and a philosophy, a defensive philosophy, because let's be honest, Roy was, you know, again, someone that would, his teams be difficult to beat. And I think that's what Ranieri is trying to do. I just think it's going to take time. So my thoughts on this, everything that you said is true going into this match. I'm hoping in about a, a couple months time, Max, we're looking at this and saying, they actually really have that under control.
0: Without a doubt. Um, yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think a, a benefit of having in the area you see someone who is known as a tinker man but is known as being meticulous with defense. Yes. If anyone can fix it, it will be him.
1: I totally agree with that. All right. Let's now get to it. Now let's look from the phone perspective how they win this match, and that's your three keys to victory. Give them to me. So my first key to victory
0: is just going to be do not concede within the first half an hour. You know, I'm not going to ask for a clean sheet because that's too much to ask for. But just do not set yourself up with a mountain to climb. We saw in the Southampton match that if we concede early, it just makes our life so much more difficult. We saw in the Chelsea match conceding within the first five minutes. It just makes the task almost impossible to come back to that deficit. If we just keep the match on level terms as long as we can, we'll have a great chance to win this match. Yeah, and number two for me is get Alexander Mitrovic involved. I feel like this is one we say a lot, but it's just so true because we don't do it enough sometimes. In the last home match, we did it against Southampton. He scored two goals. That shows what can happen if he gets the ball. Against Chelsea, he didn't get any service, was anonymous, and we lost. So very clear. If we get Alexander Mitrich on the ball, we'll have a very good shot at winning this match. And the third one for me is, you know, get better crosses of the box. It's, it's similar to the Mitrich one, but this one is really focusing on the wingers and the fullbacks. Because we've seen in the past that if Mitrich can get crosses, he'll score off them. But also the service has just been consistently poor. A lot of these crosses don't even connect we don't even come close. So if we can whip in quality delivery to Mitch Rich, almost combining the second and third keys, then we will have success, I and mean, we can bully the makeshift Leicester City back four and get us the vital three points.
1: Okay, very good there, my friend. All right, you ready to give your prediction for the match? Oh, I don't think I'll be ready, to rest but I'm ready as ever will be,
0: and I'm going to say Leicester City. Well, sorry, sorry, Fulham two, Leicester City one. I don't think it'll be a clean sheet. I think it will be narrow, but I am confident we can get this victory.
1: Okay, Max, I'm feeling very good. I, I w- listen. I've heard the last few days everyone talking up Wester City. I understand that, especially after they get a victory. They're they're coming in, you know, again in, on a on a good note, and people are thinking, okay, Fulham are going to struggle here. I disagree. I think luck is going to be on our side. I'm going three to one to Fulham, Max. And I'm going with an Alexander Dmitrovich hat trick. That's what I'm going for. Let's wow. see if I'm... That's good. If, I'll,
0: I'll take that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's see if I'm right. I'll probably be wrong, which would be nothing new. All right, my friend. Great show. Great show, Max. Thank you so much for doing this with me, my friend. Thank you as always well for having me, Russ. It's always excellent to be on. And, you know,
0: listen, the Three Keys to Victory show is huge. Because it's usually before a midweek match, and I cannot think of a bigger midweek match than this one. The last time we did this was a Huddersfield game. Let's hope we can banish all those bad
1: memories oh, know, and, and get and get the win. Let's hope so, my friend, because that was a horrible match. So let's hope again that luck is on our side and that this episode gives us luck and we uh, get all three points. All right, let's wrap this up. For my co-host, Max Cohen, I'm Russ Cohen. Thank you as always for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This
0: podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.